The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast, where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of MyStressAlarm.com. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about achieving your life goals through the metaphor of solving the Rubik's Cube. The Rubik's Cube is more than a puzzle. It's a great metaphor for life. I'm certainly not the first person to make comparisons uh, between life and the Rubik's Cube, or puzzles in general, but usually it's just something poetic like life is full of twists and turns, or obvious things like the more you practice, the better you get, none of which are particularly helpful in my opinion. But I am the first, to my knowledge, to use it in the context of achieving goals. Anyway, I can solve the Rubik's Cube in about three minutes, give or take, and believe me, you don't have to be a genius to do it. If you did, then I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, Now, I'm talking about the 3x3 cube, the original. Rubik's Revenge, uh, the 4x4 one. Now, that's evil. And yes, you do have to be a genius to solve that one, in my opinion. So let's get right to it. The centerpieces of the Rubik's cube determine the color of each side and never change position relative to each other. The red centerpiece is usually opposite orange. White is usually opposite blue and green opposite yellow, and it never changes. Even if you cheat and break the thing apart, I believe those centerpieces are not removable. I guess you could take the stickers off, but who cares? This is symbolic of the constants in our lives and our limitations, things that we have very little control over. For example, we generally need eight hours of sleep to feel and perform our best. We need certain levels of nutrition to stay healthy and productive, and so on. These are the corner pieces or cornerstones of a good lifestyle, good health, and well-being. It's important that we acknowledge and embrace our physical and mental needs and limitations rather than try to defy them in order to get ahead in life. That's how you end up in the vicious cycle that I always talk about. And I discussed that in the very last episode, actually, Motivational Extremism. So just as there are six sides to a cube, The different aspects of our lifestyle can be broken down into six categories as well. Number one, your life goals, material wealth and comfort, personal achievement, philanthropy, those things that you have a natural drive to pursue, where your intrinsic motivation lies. Number two, your health, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and so on. Number three, your daily routine during the work week or school week. Number four, your daily routine on days that you're quote-unquote off. Number five, non-daily routine tasks, responsibilities, and obligations. And number six, stress events, good or bad, but things that you deal with above and beyond the normal and expected stress of daily living. So the thing to remember is that the Rubik's Cube cannot be solved in a piecemeal fashion. One side first, then the next. The impact on all six sides must be considered throughout the process. If you think of your health as a side of your lifestyle, then in effect, solving the Rubik's Cube demonstrates metaphorically how to get ahead in life without compromising your health in the process. 
So the first thing to do to solve the Rubik's Cube is align the corners, the corner pieces of the cube with their respective center pieces. This step is analogous to taking a full accounting of your life goals, your other obligations and responsibilities to yourself and others, as well as your need for a certain amount of rest. Again, these are the cornerstones of your lifestyle. The next step is to pick a side and position the edge pieces to match on that side as well as the adjacent sides, completing that whole side of the cube. For example, let's say you pick blue. You're going to solve the, you know, for the whole blue side, but each edge piece must also line up with the adjacent sides. So if an edge piece has blue and orange, then that piece should be touching the blue and orange center pieces. Now, this is analogous to understanding what it's going to take for you to be satisfied with the rate of progress you're making on goals. Why focus on goals first? Why is that the side that you're picking to solve for first? Because until you're satisfied with the rate of progress you're making on your goals, nothing else matters because that's your natural drive, your intrinsic motivation. You can't change that any more than you can make yourself taller. That's always going to be competing with your other needs. So it's crucial that you're honest with yourself and work through that aspect of your lifestyle first. Next is to start positioning the edge pieces in the other two rows relative to the row that you just solved for. To do this, you actually swap one edge piece from the middle row for one edge piece in the other unsolved row. And you keep doing that until you solve the Rubik's Cube. This step is analogous to making a trade-off plan to get to coasting along status from wherever you're starting from on the sustainability planning matrix, which I discussed in episodes 9 and 10. Coasting is when you're in a position where you're not only satisfied with the rate of progress you're making on your goals, but you're maintaining a balanced lifestyle as well. When doing a trade-off plan, look for low-hanging fruit, something in your daily routine, maybe that used to make sense, but is no longer necessary to do, or not every day. And this way you're killing two birds with one stone, uh, thinking about more than just one side at a time. Look for win-wins, trade-offs that not only get you closer to your goals, but help you get more rest as well. Now, I know that all seems pretty simplistic, and perhaps not even that useful. Uh, I don't know, but I wanted to follow that up with some pitfalls to avoid as you're going through the process. And by the way, this is all explained in in a much more visual and meaningful way in the online course that I'm creating, because I understand this stuff is not so easy to get in a podcast format. Uh, But anyway, one pitfall to avoid when you're making a trade-off plan is to try to be realistic about how long things really take to do. So I like to use a famous person's 30-minute meals. I won't name any names. But remember, you have to wash those vegetables first, slice them, and you have to clean up afterwards. If you're going to work out for 30 minutes, you have to get to the gym if you work out at a gym. You have to warm up and stretch and cool down and take a shower and come home. So it's more like 50 minutes than 30 minutes. Also, think about improving your efficiency. If you can save just five minutes a day by doing things in a different order or by doing it more efficiently somehow, that's two and a half hours a month. I know it's not earth-shattering, but you're doing these things in combination, right? So a little here, a little there can really add up. 
and consider outsourcing certain tasks. Just pay someone else to do it. I've talked about this before. Now, some things aren't worth paying someone else to do. Like for me, I'll always mow my own lawn. It's just not worth the money I would have to pay someone else. Plus, I need the exercise anyway. But other things, depending on how long it takes me to do it and my skill level, it's a no-brainer to get someone else to do it. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, please try MyStressAlarm.com today. It's free for a limited time. There's no wearables or sensors needed, and it takes just one minute a day if you're slow. That's MyStressAlarm.com. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. And if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember, stress less to be your best.